another episode of broken conversations i know it's been a minute but we're here and we're better than ever um it's women's history month and it's really cool because we get to celebrate everything that it means to be a woman and um everything in between so as you already know broken conversations a podcast that is um meant to stimulate minds and uh, <laughs> break barriers so today i had the opportunity of um kind of fellowshipping with um, lovely women who are doing great things in the community and have amazing, amazing stories. Um, really quick, we're going to introduce ourselves really quick. <laughs> really quick. Like the quickest of the quick um, so we can know who we're talking to today and have some really good conversation celebrating all things women. Woo-hoo. Who wants to start? Okay. Hi, my name is Alexis. Hi, I'm Tanera. I'm Doris. I'm Bernadine. I'm Sanaya. I'm Antiana. I'm Nigeria. Hello, I'm Christelza. I'm Tia. Greetings, I'm Kaylin. <laughs> hey, y'all, I'm Amaris. Hey, I'm Imani. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Octavia Thomas. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back here. I'm Jasmine. <laughs> um, and as you already know, my name is Nastasia Janvier. So for this recording, y'all, this is going to be free-flowing, really just celebrating all things women, um, and the conversation could go anywhere that it wants, that you guys want it to go. But um, I really want to talk about, like, what black women do, don't get celebrated for on a regular um so this question is really for anybody that wants to answer i know we talked about it a little bit earlier when we were saying what black women have have to go through on a regular but what are some things that black women are just notorious for when you think of a black woman what do you think of beauty what, what did you say <laughs> beauty. what was that she said beauty beauty oh yeah true um, natural beauty yeah. Um, I think we have a stereotype of being known as angry True. and crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what we Extra. don't get wow. celebrated for is a lot of people call it strong, but they never detail yeah. out what strong entails. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when it's us having to be single mothers, how being a mother by yourself, how does that make you strong? You know, like when we have to hold down our men, like <laughs> that's us being strong. And I don't think we get enough credit for the strong black woman that we have to be. But in the same sense, I feel like, yeah, we're strong for those, but it's like, I feel like people see most of those things as negatives as far as mm-hmm. being strong. Like, mm-hmm. being a single mother, like, people look at it as a negative, but really that, like, builds you to a good um, person. That's so what I think it's something you yeah, celebrated like we for. don't get celebrated for, but really we right. get seen as a negative light in mm-hmm. those aspects. Um, what about creativity? I know black women are very, very creative. They make nothing out of something. Um, 
we got some entrepreneurs in the room. Yes. So yeah. come on, y'all. <laughs> okay, so Speak on um, it. like I said, my name is Amherst Clark. Um, I am the owner of Devotion Beauty, which is a beauty brand that works to help women break unhealthy habits so that they can live successful lifestyles and so basically when um i speak on the meaning of success i'm talking about not just like how much money you have but your mental stability physical stability emotional stability as well as if you are spiritual your spiritual um stability and so um what i really want to do because of my history and like the things that i have been through and the things that i am struggling with um is really help women break these unhealthy habits because um, it can like hinder them from reaching their full potential. So fear, for example, is an unhealthy habit that I feel like something that black women suffer from a lot mm-hmm. is just fear um, because of our experiences and our trauma. And just um, even in history, when you learn about our history as black women, what we have endured, like mm-hmm. it instills a fear that you don't even know is present. Um, um, self-appraisals like um i don't know i can't remember who said something about it earlier but like someone walks past you and you have to adjust your hair because you're, you become so self-conscious or whatever just needing um like approval from other people um and that's always because we like we're always on the forefront we always have to be um aware of people watching us and like being so quick to critique us so it's just like small things well that's a major thing but like simple things is like such as those things um but yeah yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, before we recorded this um, conversation, we had the opportunity to do an exercise that was um, called Lifeline, and it was basically highlighting all the really, really, really good parts in your life and then all the really, really, really bad parts in your life and how um, it creates a lot of energy in your life that is good and bad and builds you up to be the person that you are today. Um, so throughout that activity, what you guys get to learn about each other that you guys might have not known before? And I know some of us didn't get to share yet, but um, what what were some similarities? What were some differences that you guys think that are constant themes in um, black women, stories within black women? I'll say a lot of times you don't know what somebody's been through. And so when I've looked at each and every one of you, you guys are each beautiful, intelligent, and motivated young women that I aspire to grow to be like. And so like everybody has their own story and it's important to value and validate um, everybody's uh, not only opinion, but Mm -hmm. what they've been through. So I think it's important that we all have respect for each other because each experience has brought us a new trait, a new characteristic, something that has made us stronger, as they like to say, but mm-hmm. something that has like really influenced our future. And I think that we're growing, that despite what troubles that we've been through, that this experience is what's going to make us in our futures and what's going to keep us moving forward and motivated. So, mm-hmm. Yes. Did anybody else get anything? Um, what I learned tonight is that like we're more similar than different, if anything. Like, um, our lives have different paths and different just instances, but most of the things that we went through, everybody was able to say they were able to nod or you know agree or you know just have some common ground. So I just think moving forward that we should use those similarities to continue to build each other up. Um because it's prevalent in our community that you know we'll go through things but we won't talk about it mm-hmm. and that's what continues the you know generational curses because we don't talk about it so it is important that when we um speak and just share 
that we use those similarities as platforms and opportunities to um, continue to further the community. Um, another thing to like from here, everybody speak. We all had similar um, like situations in our lives, and then it's like those situations created who we were today. Um, but it doesn't define who we are because mm-hmm. we are here. Like a lot of us are first generation college students. A lot of us suffer from like family issues. Yet we were accepted into Florida State University. Um, and we are doing a FAMU, um, and we are doing amazing things. So we have to take those situations and kind of like um, use them to uplift other women, like what we are doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that was really important. It was something that I really picked up on. Right. I think I think as something I noticed in like everybody's story that was almost like a common theme is that like we all went through a lot of traumatic stuff, but mm-hmm. we always kept it silent, mm-hmm. and we always hid it hid it from everybody in our lives. Mm-hmm. We try to make sure that when we go out in a day, no one knows that we're dealing with uh, a mess in our personal lives. And um, I think it's important that we reach out to other black women yes. and, and let them know that it's okay, whatever they're going through, that they mm-hmm. can do it. Because a lot of the times you feel like you're fighting a battle alone, which is one of the worst parts of the battles that you're the lone soldier. So to know that there's other people who have fought that battle or who are fighting that battle with you um, is important. So um, you touched on it like right on the head when you said that we we handle a lot of things in private and in silence, and um, I think that in a big in a big response in a bigger world it kills us inside mm-hmm. because we're carrying so much weight on our shoulders, and it's like um, it's unhuman for so many some so much somebody to carry so much weight on their shoulders mm-hmm. and to think that they have to solve every single problem but typically you see the black women carry that load mm-hmm. um so how do you guys think that that silence is petu- perpetuated by society and what can um society do as a whole our society the black community do to destigmatize um talking about the problems that we go through and talking about uplifting black women how does that even look like and i really want to get this from like maybe Doris because I know that you have you know a lot of experiences and we probably <laughs> want to hear you it's like all people wow okay let's <laughs> go <laughs> so you want to hear from me <laughs> <laughs> first of all can you reset your <laughs> you sugar you sugar welcome to broken conversations <laughs> because the conversations are broken so they read. How does society um, <laughs> perpetuate, um, you know, the idea that being silent is what we have to do, and what can we do within our own um, communities to make sure that we're not creating this narrative as if we have to paint everything as picture perfect and having ways that we can actually uplift uplift Black women. Um, for start, I feel like society could first. Okay, first among. Um, black women, I feel like we should be more accepting of one another because I feel like a lot of times within that within our community, like if like you see like another like a, a, another black woman that's like successful or, or successful or something, like mm-hmm. a lot of times people instead of like encouraging, a lot of times people just like hate or they see them as competition. But you should be like you should be happy that this is happening and you should want you should congratulate them. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when a black woman expresses her, like how she feels, she's seen as either too emotional or too aggressive, yeah. mm-hmm. and just every time like she shows emotion, she's too much of something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why we're like we tend to like push that down and just 
put like this tough exterior just to say, okay, I got this, I'm good, like, oh, I'm fine, because that's what I'm used to saying too, because I don't want to be seen as too emotional, especially in a room full of like people that don't look like me or they're just like male. So they're just like, okay, she's just, you know, PMSing, she's on her period, this, that, and the third. So I feel like that's why like we tend to push our emotions down. And until I guess we get over that, it won't really like. And a lot change. of times people just don't understand because they don't relate. And so you can't, they can't, it's not their fault that they don't like relate to what mm-hmm. we go through, but they really just don't know how to sympathize, I guess. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. I, I feel like going back to the part about the silence, like a lot of times it's like, oh, like what goes on in the house stays in the house. But mm-hmm. I feel like if we were able to actually talk about the stuff going on, it could actually, like, stop a lot of things or, like, mm-hmm. save people because, like, save somebody in an abusive relationship or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they die from it. If they would have just, like, got rid of that mentality of, like, oh, what happens in the house stays in the house, they could have been saved. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's not always good to stay silent. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that stuff comes from your parents mm-hmm. teaching you yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. that... It's not okay to talk about how you feel. It's not okay to. (laughs) It's not okay to tell anybody else, and so like that just gets passed on, and that's how generation curses like continue to perpetuate in the future because we don't we're not able to talk about it. We're not able to implement action on how to address the issue, and so nobody feels comfortable in the house, and you feel like you're walking on pins and needles, Mm -hmm. and so then you end up and a lot of times one of the um phrases that like I hear a lot of from young people is also I don't want to be like my mom I don't want to be like my dad but in the in that in in that instance you end up becoming your parents because you're trying so hard to not be like them and you end up doing the same mistakes that they did and so that's also how you know generation curses come along I think until you learn better. So, like, I was mm-hmm. a product of that whole, uh, I said this earlier, what happens in the house stays in the house thing. And I think that's perpetuated by, like, as Amherst said, it's fear. It's fear of what's going to happen if mm-hmm. what's going on in my household does get out elsewhere, mm-hmm. you know. And so I didn't say anything until I got to college. And then once I got to college, now I got it. But that system is still being perpetuated back at home. Mm-hmm. So I think we we keep it going until we know better and then mm-hmm. as everybody always says once you know better you do better mm-hmm. but I think for those people that never get to know what better is mm-hmm. then they stay mm-hmm. at just being good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's funny I saw like this post it was like um, we, our community always uses the excuse of like the apple doesn't fall, fall, fall far, far from, from the, the tree, tree. Mm-hmm. and they were like well I'm cutting this tree down today like, <laughs> right, right. literally that is so funny um and we we see the effects that it has on confidence and self-esteem, which is a topic that we bring up um, earlier today when um, we highlighted the effects of the things that we went through and how um, it played a direct role in our life, but we didn't see it um, until later on, mm-hmm. later on when we had the capabilities to evaluate and self-assess what what were our feelings at the time so um as we all know black women are put down 
um, through and through um, and they're not viewed as beautiful and they're not viewed as um, pretty because their hair is more coarse or even when there is a, a certain um, atmosphere where you know natural hair is embraced it has to be a certain type of natural hair you know mm-hmm. it got to be the Dominican curly hair um, <laughs> not too corby right not too coarse <laughs> but you know we'll get a little rough around the edges but I can't so with that being said like how do we start to uplift um black um girls to see the beauty within themselves even when they're going through all this trauma and all these things because you know at least for me is um one of the things that I love about kids is that you know they're so resilient they don't care what people say they'll say what's on their mind and they're like that because like they're they don't know what what the society is right now right but as they grow up right as they grow up they get socialized and once they get socialized they start realizing wow I can't say this or I'm more self-conscious about this that or the third Mm -hmm. so um how do we break away from making sure that our our circumstances don't define who we are and our 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 beauty and that doesn't define you know how we look on the outside and the beauty within our inside how do you guys go about in your personal lives and how do you think that we should be doing that more often well for me um and it's it's something that a lot of my mentors because i'm in politics so um a big aspect of that is going in the community and especially making sure that we touch our youth and that mm-hmm. they um, have some sort of relationship with us and, and know that they can one, one day be like me or greater than me. <coughs> but part of that is, is them being able to see themselves in you. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know for me, you know, when I go over to the Capitol, some days, depending on who I'm going to talk to, I might have to press and curl my hair. Yeah, you can say I don't have to, but I know the difference of when I do and when I don't. Mm-hmm. But when I go to an elementary school, when I go to work with black children, oh, baby, I'm going to wear my natural hair. And I don't care if it's a doodle braids under a wig, I'm going to wear my natural <laughs> hair. Because a little girl, a little, especially a little black girl, I remember what it was like for me and, and how ugly I felt for a long time. And so to, to go around them, you have to understand that everything they see on you, they're going to want it. They're going to want to emulate that. So I I don't wear weave because I know in a matter of time, that's what they're going to want. I don't wear my hair straight because I know in a matter of time, they're going to be looking in the mirror wondering why their hair isn't straight. Mm -hmm. I don't wear makeup because I know that they're going to go home and try to do something with the makeup. So I I go to them in my rawest form. I go to them wearing clothes that they might even wear. And I go to them and I tell them not just words like you're pretty, you're beautiful, but you're powerful. Mm -hmm. You were made in the image of God. You know, Mm -hmm. stuff that they need to hear to feel like they can be whatever they want to be. And I know for my mentors, um, and they're black males, so so they'll go to schools um, to go read books to kids and they'll be wearing Air Maxes and like (laughs) Nike jumpsuits. And and seriously, that's what we need to be doing. We need to show these kids, we listen to the same music, we do the same things, but I'm a lawyer, but I'm I'm a doctor, but I'm an engineer, and you could do the same thing. Mm feel that um i think also being real with the stories that you you go through like not sugarcoating stuff and making it seem 
um, much more easier than what it is because when you put a sugar coating on it, you take away from the authenticity of it. So um, even with get, getting to hear some of you guys' stories and realizing how raw and open you guys were willing to be in, a, in an intimate setting, that was, you know, that was refreshing and that was rewarding because a lot of times when we're not in spaces like this, we have to, you know, brush up some parts of the stories. We can't say the whole nine yard, um, which sucks because people are waiting to hear that because they're not they're not confident enough to say it themselves um so uh, honestly just letting ourselves just <clears throat> say things the way that it is and um i think that in this like political climate there's just so much you've got to be politically correct and obviously like that comes with a lot of tensions um but yeah being having more raw conversations i think could always help I think, that. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll cut you off. But I think that's the reason why we have the camera on at one point and the camera off. This is a raw conversation, broken conversation, so I'm not telling y'all the scripty. But I do think that the lifeline activity was for an off camera conversation. Right. Um, specifically because you have to protect your story too. Everybody right. everybody's not worthy of hearing your story mm-hmm. because some people will take that and use that a weapon against you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in an intimate setting and you say this is an insecurity in my okay, next time you do some messed up stuff in leadership, now I'm gonna use that insecurity security against Mm -hmm. you you know and so that off-camera conversation was really needed in order for us to have the on-camera conversation for everybody else to hear about you know what we've been through in a more in a sense that's more ready for the world you know Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not ready for the world to hear my story (laughs) story, I can't even draw a graph so (laughs) 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 it's you have to tell your story but Tell your story where it matters. Don't just be telling your story just to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Tell your story if you know that it's going to impact some sort of you. Mm-hmm. If you know that I'm in a community right now where we're building women right now. We're celebrating womanhood. This is the opportunity and the space to tell that story. I'm not just going to go outside and scream out my whole life. Because at the same time, we're telling y'all to share y'all stuff, but also protect it as well. Mm-hmm. Because it is yours. It is something that you are very sensitive about. <clears throat> so, um... As we were celebrating each other and um, women um, from all walks of life, um, not only this month, but every day within this year, um, what are some ways that you guys practice celebrating yourselves? I'm curious to know. I know we talked about a lot of ways that we we had to repair, um, but I'm curious, and especially for you, sister. <laughs> oh, she called you. Yeah. She called you. <laughs> Okay, what's good? <laughs> well, one day, well, one way. You I celebrate myself is by taking a break from the weave and the makeup and the stuff like that that I see like in some ways enhance my beauty, but knowing that in a natural state I still am as beautiful mm-hmm. girl you mm-hmm. see you yeah, yeah. <laughs> we even hype you out there <laughs> <laughs> right. what about you Tia <laughs> well I can do, I can say like an overall experience that I've had that kind of grooms kind of like the question you asked mm-hmm. basically the way that I t- actually took a break like a lifestyle break was I used to wear weave a whole lot I used to be like really scared to like show my natural hair stuff like that and even when I did it would be like for like two days or something mm-hmm. like that right back. and mm-hmm. I actually just took that step coming to college I actually like held off on it because I was going to do it 
senior year of high school. But then again, I was still like, oh, I don't know what people's going to say about me because, you know, we're still in high school. But I took the actual break and was like, okay, you know what? I need a change. I just need to embrace my natural beauty. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to cut off my hair and just start fresh. So that's just something that kind of impacted me life life-wise so yeah anybody else how do you guys practice celebrating yourselves or self-care self-care um oh sorry (laughs) 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 so last semester i used to think of self-care as like something that you implement once a week like you need a designated day Mm -hmm. and so this semester um so kind of like heal um i've been trying to do stuff every like week like every day implement it every single day Mm -hmm. So, like, I started something. Like, my beauty brand is honestly to help me. It's like it encapsulates my pains, my struggles. So, I felt like um, it's more personable. It's more relatable. And it's more raw. Like, And so, I've been doing videos, um, like, segments Mm -hmm. every week. Um, And the questions that I actually ask the people in the videos are questions that I answer myself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it just kind of helps me, like, heal myself because it's just, like, I'm actually helping women like heal through the things that I'm like currently going through Mm -hmm. and so it's not to be selfish um, or to be like self-centered it's more along the lines of like I don't want anyone to experience that like if I can nip it in the butt early like that is what I feel like will help me as a person so yeah Mm -hmm. I think so anybody else um like about once a month or a month and a half me and my mom we always go get our feet done mm. we go get our eyebrows done mm. and like just take time to like do something for us and then like for me or, like at least once a week when i don't have to work or go to class i just like lay in bed mm. all day procrastinated with my essay because I was just like no ah. <laughs> every day I was like I need some time so I just lay in the bed and like do nothing right yes so I treated myself because I have been working pretty hard lately and I've been doing a lot so I was like you know what sis I think you need a reward and my thing is I won't reward myself for a minute like a good little minute so I was like you know what I'm going to splurge. So um, I cut my hair on December 14th, and that was the beginning of my natural hair journey. No, that's not. Well, that's the beginning of my big job. So <laughs> I was like, I have been transitioning. But um, I got my little wig. My little, I, y'all can call me Colombiana. But, you know, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm, this is what I'm getting for myself. Where? Oh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. And so, like, I take time in the morning on my appearance because that's how people judge me. You can never get a first impression back. So I was like, that's one of my self-care things to be like in the mornings. I might be tired as I'll get out. But you know what? I'm going to still look good. So this college has been teaching me a lot about, you know, making sure, like, you know, you get your stuff done. But, like your your health is very important so like if you going 100 on everything else on all your work and everything and your health is draining like (laughs) what's the purpose (laughs) you're not gonna reap the benefits so so, like and i have been crashing lately and i was like what's going on and it was like i had to 
pause. It was like, God was like, um, you're not taking care of yourself. I was like, bet. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do that some more. So that's been my life lesson. But yeah. Like that. Anybody else? Well, for me, when I want to reward myself, I go to Leola's. I think that's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Shout out to Leola's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do not sponsor. Unless you want to be me. <laughs> <laughs> but Leola's is a black-owned business, so yeah. please check and them out. Snap on that, snap on that. Okay, go ahead. I go by Sally. I steal some aloe because I pay tuition. food and my day is great. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's how, you know, some of the ways that we celebrate ourselves. What about you? Yeah. 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 There we go. Okay. You celebrate yourself. One way I'll celebrate myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. I'll, I like getting my nails done. I love, I love, and I don't do this a lot, but I wish I had more time to. I love watching theater. Like, it makes me so happy. I love seeing plays. I love what seeing movies. What is it, movie. Billy and Sally? No, what's going on? What's going on? What? We're not recording, though. No, you're recording on there, though. Okay, okay. Oh, so, I love <laughs> technical difficulty. But um, I love, like, seeing um, plays or um, what is a good thing? Go, I love to eat. Like, I love to eat. I love to Okay, okay. Here's, here's a twofold. Not twofold, but there's another part to this question. Um, what would you guys would say was is one of the biggest things that you would like um, somebody else, another way for somebody else to um, show you, like, celebration or love? Um, I know everybody has different love languages. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't taken the love language test, y'all I definitely have, should. Yeah. Um, what do you what ways do you guys like to be celebrated whether it's a significant other um, you know give some men some men or women hints um, and, um, or your friends whoever how do you guys like to be celebrated <laughs> before but my voice is a little hoarse um, <laughs> I think I like being celebrated by like positive affirmations yeah, yeah. 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 Like, positive energy yeah, like yeah. I've realized like in going back to your previous question about like how I I do self care mm-hmm. it's by honestly taking the time out and self reflecting mm-hmm. and I know that I honestly want the energy that I put out into the atmosphere to be reciprocated by anybody whether the relationship is like a friendship or you're interested in me or like you know just anything mm-hmm. I think I think I would like positive vibes only like the same thing because usually like with my friends and stuff we like to do things together like we'll go through a stressful week mm-hmm. we'll like come at the end like come together mm-hmm. and talk and things like that like I just like energy like being with mm-hmm. someone like mm-hmm. 
in person, like actually talking to them, like without technology and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Actually, mm-hmm. like talking to them, reflecting about the things. Right, mm-hmm. the materialistic things to come. Yeah. Like I can get myself that, and then mm-hmm. if I can't get it right now, yeah. I know my goal is to ultimately be able to get it right. myself. Right. 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 Don't, don't shower me in like infatuation or right. by materialistic Shabba, things. I, I want good energy. Right. Give me something right. that I haven't experienced before because there's a lot of toxic masculinity, and I'm not here to mm-hmm. bash our black men, but it's definitely an issue within our community, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that going forward especially within society's days like it's hard to be positive especially mm-hmm. when people thrive thrive off of negativity yeah. mm-hmm. you know yes. so i think that's, that's right important. but don't get me wrong i'll take a I bend quality time yeah and like treating me to stuff so like although i'm hashtag bayless if you want to take me Laugh, right? And just eat and like we don't enjoy got no each food. other's company. <laughs> 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 I like that. Just enjoying each other's company. This is something like that's very simple, but a lot of people don't do it. But just actually telling someone that you appreciate them because it's like not them, a lot of yes. people yes. say that makes that. a difference. Like, tell someone, really like, hey, I appreciate you. I notice the things that you're doing, right? I notice the changes in you. I don't know. Ask them how they. How are they? How they are? Like right. what? How are? Why are you like this? Like I don't know. Like ask them. Right. Is it okay if we like don't know how we receive stuff? Because yeah. I feel like and it's not because I give a lot. It's not that at all. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. You're honest. You're honest. You're positive. Right. Right. It's, it's okay. A question. Is there a such thing as being too giving? Yeah. No. When we, what's the right amount of givingness? When you're not, when when you're not taking advantage of. I feel like when you start giving people too much, they start to use you to their advantage. Mm -hmm. So once you keep giving and giving and giving to you, it may seem like oh you're just doing a nice gesture. Mm -hmm. To them, after a while, it'll seem like oh you're gonna get it. Okay, let me just get it. And we're all talking from experience because like, um, like. Yeah. Giving too much can distract your. You can use give, uh, like giving someone too much to distract yourself from mm-hmm. you, like, mm-hmm. and then you're just doing it because you don't want to deal with like the things mm-hmm. that you are working through. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like when, when you're giving too much, you're like not getting the stuff that you need to get done. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not folk, you're, the mm-hmm. areas that you should be growing in. You're not growing yeah. in, but everything you're giving away is something helping someone else grow. Right. And mm-hmm. it's it's. I mean, it's bad. But it usually happens to the nicest people in the yeah. people mm-hmm. who have the heart for it. So. This this is something I had to learn even in relationships um, to realize there's a fine difference between giving <coughs> in relationships and just like pouring yourself yeah. into the relationship and yeah. not just being your all, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, so realizing like even with your significant other, there is a thing as being too giving mm-hmm. with them like it's like when it's a hundred and zero like that's yeah like, that's, i ain't saying all that i ain't saying all that i'm joking but yeah even 60 40 is bad 60, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it will never be 50 50 it will yeah. never be in my opinion 
like in a real partnership, then that's even in stuff like um, um, businesses, relationships, like internships and stuff like that. You always have to have that equal balance between every like party receiving something Mm -hmm. to be a a mutual beneficial Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. So it always has to be, oh, I'm like I'm gaining something from you. Like I'm working for you and I'm learning this in Mm -hmm. return. Mm -hmm. So there always has to be that equal like Mm -hmm. factor for it to work out. I agree. I don't disagree with you, but I'm saying never ever 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 in my opinion will there ever be a place where you're it's going to be 50 50 because like, naturally like people are at two different stages yeah, yeah. and with that yes. being said like if in some season i am giving 40 and you're giving 60 mm-hmm. that next season i know i'm going to give yeah. 70 because you're going to be in a 30 yeah. range right yeah, because exactly. of how you're at and i'm not saying like there's there it obviously has to be as close as possible to 50 50 mm-hmm. but like i never think it's going to ever be like 50 50 50 50 50 50 it won't because like because that's just not how everyone's receiving time is going to be different but when we average this out it better equal 50 50 <laughs> 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 when you're averaging out you gotta get 50 50 I'm gonna try to explain it to the best of my ability broken conversation right I feel like the whole 50-50 or 60-40 things I feel like in a relationship that starts at the beginning I feel like at the the beginning if it starts with you giving 60-40 I feel like it won't ever change until there's a talk or it, there's it's just an issue, so I feel like it'll never be fifty. For me, I mean, for me, I feel like it should be a hundred, a hundred. Like y'all yeah. both should be giving your full effort. And but is that, that say even, is that even possible? <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Really, really with the people. right person, with the right person, go ahead, just, sis. Because you've been waiting. And I called you out. But um, I feel like. I feel like oh you could tell somebody what you want or like that it's not fifty fifty or whatever as many times as you want to. Some people just are not willing to put in that extra percent because they know you're doing it and that's because you are hundred to zero. Like, now we are hundred to zero. They're doing what they want to do like regardless. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, right. Can exactly. I give a really quick you, example? Like, hold on. Yeah. She was about to say something. She said I think it's important. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's important. Like, not the percentages, but the balance itself with the mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. Because ultimately, if I'm going to give you something, whether it's my time or something, it's because I want to give it to you. Mm-hmm. It should never be because you feel like I should give yeah. you. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, you so, owe somebody Yeah, something. like, yeah. you should never give with a burdened heart, you know? So, mm-hmm. if the relationship isn't 50-50, if it works for you in that person, it should work. You know, like, that's your relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's some people, like, like she was saying, like, no, it's going to be 50 50. If I don't feel like I'm giving 50% of what I'm giving out, then it's not going to work. But ultimately, it's like to your discretion, I think. Because, right. like, if y'all have a balanced relationship within the relationship, percentages doesn't matter. What yeah. I give you shouldn't matter because mm-hmm. what you might like or material, say, if it was materialistic, like, what if I give you more materialistic things, but I'm not more materialistic? You know, I value something else. So that balance is important. And 50 50 and 100 to 0 and 60 40 is all subjective. <laughs> 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 
but I think I think the numbers when we're explaining it to everybody else is important for them to have something to pinpoint. Right. So, like you said, my I value I value time. My sisters know this. I value time. I value your energy way more than anything else because, like you said, I could buy my own, but. That's that's like the fifty. If you gave me all your time, but I gave you all my money, y'all think that's crazy. But I think that that is fifty fifty. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, other people would be like, "Girl, you gave him all your money. That's a hundred to zero. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know. So I think knowing what you're knowing where your fifty fifty and sixty forty is and a hundred a hundred to zero is for yourself is important right. to know because you don't need to be at fifty fifty, but you really feel like you at a hundred. Zero. I'm yeah. curious. Is anybody um, um, love language is acts of service? Mm-hmm. I acts of service. I have been yeah. with someone who that's their love language, and it's really hard. <laughs> that is <laughs> my that is my love language. Acts of service. So it's like the best way that you feel loved, like the way that you'll be that like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I feel loved, is, is when somebody like. Doing something, doing something for you. Like either relieving something from your to do list or like relieving stress (laughs) from your (laughs) life. What's funny is her best friend, her (laughs) sister, and me all laughed. (laughs) When I tell you that is my love language, it's really hard if you're if you like are with someone who that's their love language and you've never been with someone who that's Mm -hmm. their love language, or you're the person who's like that, (laughs) and then now they want that from you and you're like, wait, I wanted that from you. That's like the Spider Man. Me yeah. when they point to each other like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like, so, how do you take the love language test? With? It's uh, online. We'll do it after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we gotta do it after the podcast. Okay, so um, kind of wrap this up, y'all. Um, we're gonna be celebrating ourselves all month long, like we already said, and then even after. What is tonight? Why are we all here? Okay, I'll be turning twenty. March. Okay. Um, so yeah, so the rest of the night we're gonna be celebrating each other. We're gonna be celebrating womanhood. We're having a girls sleepover, girls lock in, whatever you want to call it. Just like all being goodbye, like we was talking about before. Um, tomorrow we have a women's brunch. You know what I mean? We're at a brunch time. But um, yeah, so just to wrap this up. Um, we're committed to each other. We're committed to ourselves. Where do you guys see yourself in five years? How does that commitment, where does that commitment take you? I know, like, there's never an end set goal, but where do you guys see yourself in five years? What would be your ideal place? In five years, I hope to be at, graduated from FSU, and I'm starting my career as being a PA or a doctor. Yes. You were first, baby. You was confident. Of course, because I started high school, got my AA. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, everybody's answering this question. Um, Oh, okay. I see myself graduating dental school and starting my residency. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Free clean teeth. All right. So. Graduating from FSU um, on the journey to my PhD in management, um, I definitely want to be in the fashion field, you know, making scenes and traveling the world and stuff like that. Yes. Yes. Oh, if I I guess I see myself um, traveling for one and two, probably like grad school, like overseas. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. 
Well, in five years, um, in one year, I'll be graduating from FSU. Yes! But um, I want to go to law school after, so three years. So five years, I definitely see myself practicing law um, in West Palm. I see myself <laughs> graduated from um, graduating from graduate school and like in my career. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, in five years, I see myself um, being a, a certified recreational therapist and mm-hmm. also opening a business with my sister for recreational therapy and also mentorship with little kids. Yes. Um, in five years, I see myself graduating from law school, um, practicing law, and also continue, continuing advocacy on the state, local, and federal level, and still being single. <laughs> wow. <laughs> myself within the same relationship I am in now. Okay. <laughs> Everyone wants to be successful. You know. However, I personally you don't. no. <laughs> content with myself and being able to like be passionate about passionate about something that I really want to do with my life because yes. as of now I'm like so five years that's a long time I did too I'll be done with undergrad hopefully yeah. I got a second degree don't know if that's going to be a master's or JD or both mm-hmm. um, then yeah, you know both. I'm kind of like in my career kind of now but hopefully like I'm officially in my career there we go. There we go. If you know what I mean. Listen, you heard it here first. You know, just you know, out serving the people, helping people, uplifting our people, and making sure that you know our our community, our state, and the life that we live is the best that it can be. Um, and then also, hopefully, like being 
financially stable right. to where Ooh, I can like support myself. Right. Maybe throw a little something to my mama, then throw a little something more to my grandma. Like you know, just you know, get, have my, my ship under control because you know college is a haze. So we'll see. I keep trying to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to college. It's a scam, too. It's a scam. Don't, yeah, unless you're a don't do it. Unless you're educated. I ain't going to say that, but. Meanwhile, yeah. we all in college. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to say that. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying that to everybody in here. I'm So in five years, definitely see myself, you know, just continuing to walk in my purpose um, yes. Yes. as a multifaceted entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 And definitely creating a platform for other women to um, have the opportunities that I will, that I have now and that I will be able to accept in the future. So, yeah. Okay, Shalda, you too. So, yeah. mine is literally almost like identical to hers. Um, so of course being a full on entrepreneur, like specifically walking in my purpose and right now I'm on that track to finding my, like, I have a purpose, but now I have to expand my purpose mm-hmm. into like all of my creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. So that, and then also being financially stable, um, that is something that I like, I have to be very big on. Um, and then what else? Just being successful. And that's like actually being content with like my mental state, my physical state, and my emotional state, making sure that I am um, still a God-fearing woman, of yes, course. Yes. I'm still maintaining my faith. And also traveling. Mm-hmm. Traveling is like going to be really big for me. So. Oh, I would like to see myself in five years graduated with my master's and do speech-language pathology and do community service on like a global level and just like... <laughs> Oh, I'm counting up my five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing more service and like within like my major. So with like speech therapy, like going to like other countries and doing things like that and seeing how like ear hygiene works. I know not exciting, but that's what I want to do. gotta do it. <laughs> All right. In five years, I hope to have my master's in education. Hopefully, going for my PhD either in education, criminology, or sociology, or y'all know how people be having majors and five minors. So that'll probably, that'll probably, that'll probably be me and my PhD program. Um, also, like Amber said, to mimic what she said, I want to be mentally healthy and stable. Um, yeah. Y'all heard my mom just died a year ago, so therefore with graduation coming up, there's going to be a lot that I'm going through in the next phase. And so uh, I want to make sure that I don't perpetuate a cycle for my children. So therefore, mm-hmm. continuing counseling and sharing that throughout mm-hmm. my life that I am healthy. Um, that's what I want. Even for five years from now, I want to not be insane. Um, <laughs> that is a very big thing for me. Amen. Okay. okay. So, thank you guys for tuning in with um, this special, special podcast series. Um, <laughs> wait, what? She's over here. Oh, have y'all had fun at the sleep open up? Yeah. 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 This was an exclusive event. You know, let me stop. Um, But no, like, I'm so excited because, like, this was able to come together because of you guys. So, Mm -hmm. like, this podcast is going to continue doing things things like this. And then our Women's Brunch is going to be even more amazing tomorrow. Um, If you're not on the wave, you're not on it. That's it. That's it. But um, until next time, bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in.